0: Hi and welcome everyone. This is episode number nine of the Felix Espresso Riding Podcast. Today we're over on Russell and 215 at uh, one of my favorite coffee shops just down the street from my house. It's called The Cuppa. Um, today we have Vegas bike store owner, uh, Tim Schumacher, have I? Good morning. Yeah, have I pronounced that correctly? Uh, Schumacher. Schumacher, okay. It's a German. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, Tim, someone who's uh, been a part of the Vegas cycling scene for quite some time, Uh, someone that I've actually only met though about, what, a year ago, I think? A little over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm glad I've met him, it's been a wealth of information and knowledge for me and it's been interesting to speak to him about it. Um, And that's something I want to get into today, so I guess uh, let's start off by um, introducing yourself and like telling us how you got to Vegas, when you got here. Um, yeah let's start with that yeah uh, born in the Bay Area San Mateo and uh, grew up
1: in Marin County Uh, parents moved the family down to Las Vegas in 69 so I've been here for quite some time I've I've seen the evolution of Las Vegas by by long means Um, also I've seen the growth of cycling in Vegas which is unique in itself also uh, especially coming from the Bay Area, it's just uh-huh. very, very, uh, very different here, not in a bad way, but because I'm still here, still <laughs> enjoying Las Vegas and uh, enjoying my bike shop. But, so were, uh, you, uh,
0: were you cycling when you were in San Francisco? I, I wasn't.
1: Uh, I was a, a bit too young. Uh, if I was cycling, it was probably on training wheels. Oh, yeah. and. Uh, but uh, coming to Vegas, because things are so spread out here, as everybody knows, uh, I had a Schwinn bike, and I would go and pedal to uh, different neighborhoods where I had friends. And so uh, as, as I grew up and becoming uh, age 13, my uh, mother, which I then grew up uh, with a uh, single mom, Uh, got me a road bike. Then I started riding with um, Las Vegas Wheelmen, which uh, there's still a few of those members still around, the first cycling team in Las Vegas uh, to exist. And they would put on uh, crit races, and they would put them on at the old Stardust Raceway that was uh, located in the Spring Valley, which at at that time, it was out in the middle of the desert nowhere and I would cycle out,
0: do, do the race, and cycle back home. Were these like, so were these sanctioned, or were they just kind of underground races, right? Like? No,
1: they were sanctioned. Oh, right. uh, yeah, it was very, pretty interesting. They didn't know what to do with me because I was a junior racer, and junior racers were very few because back in those days they didn't make bikes for us. They, if, we, if we got a road bike, we'd have to buy a, like a woman's size, uh-huh. um, and, and, and so it would be a woman's bike basically, that uh, we, we could only fit on. Yeah. So, so the other thing too was having the category of a junior racer, they didn't have it. So I have a couple medals still to this day that say it's a senior on the back <laughs> of, the, of the medal.
0: How many, how many people turned up at these races? Like,
1: you know, I, actually it was wild because- I know they were once a like, week or like- Oh, they,
0: they were doing them once a month.
1: Uh, kind of shocking because we kind of lack that in Vegas right now. Right. Um, so to think back then, when you only had one race team in existence, uh, right. where, where today we have five, six teams that yeah. exist, that uh, it's a misfortune
0: yeah. that we can't. Uh, I know that's been something that's been brought up on this show a couple of times. Um, I was actually been to one of the guys I know very well on one of the teams out here, he's like maybe looking to do something, but I don't know, why do you think that is like right now? That there's no, is it too much to organize? There's too many permits and stuff? Maybe back in the day, there wasn't as many like, you know, holes to jump through and that kind of thing.
1: Correct, yeah. You know, back in those days, it was a wild, wild west. I mean, I still think Vegas is, but,
0: you're 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 right you're kind of you're, just like write a letter so on hey we're, we're we're gonna do this bike race here hope you're okay with it <laughs> they, they, they didn't care just yeah. don't get in the
1: way of the cars yeah but uh yeah today it is you're you're correct it's a per- permits yeah. uh you, you know as as the state and the city uh and the county is is suffering for money they they find other ways to get it and unfortunately they have to um get it for special events no matter what that special event is so yeah we're um we're having to find out, and i have noticed. Uh, I travel to California quite often for events there, and I've noticed that uh, they're they're kind of suffering, and there's becoming less and less uh, cycling events, which is a it's it's not a good thing to see uh, happening. So, as as everything's changing these days, we're going to see probably a new evolution of how it's going to be done uh, in the future. Um, younger generation figuring it out, of course. I, hopefully um, that'll come up soon because yeah. we're 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 gonna have a if it doesn't we're gonna have a big gap yeah. of yeah. of dead silence of no cycling events so, yeah, which true. could be the worst but then again the streets are free so yeah, yeah. you can always get out and pedal anytime.
0: Yeah you see it's because of that, that culture that Craig Chan is kind of uh, a part of? you see that that kind of like resurging and, and that that type of riding being more popular in, in 10 yeah. years? Yeah,
1: and, 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 and that probably would be it because we, we know that in the cycling world, there's so many different cultures. I mean, we've got s- single speed, we've got cyclocross, we have road, mountain, we have fat tire, We I mean, if you look at how broad and how big the cycling... Categories are getting—it's it, it, definitely that could be it because it's going to be created a little differently in and, and implemented and and accepted, and everybody will just go with
0: it because that's all we have. I've always thought about like I want to get like a hybrid. I guess it's like a cyclocross bike because we have. So many roads, but then we've got all this like area where there's like maybe no roads or like gravel and stuff. I just thought it'd be cool to have a bike where you can just go on the road, and then if you wanted to go on a little bit of gravel, not obviously like hardcore mountain, but if you want to go on a bit of gravel, all you can just go there. Thing, yeah. So you can just go everywhere. And I think I think they started to build those bikes. right? They
1: did. Uh, Bianchi just came out with the all road this year. Yeah. Uh, so that's a whole new category. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of other bike I think manufacturers that'd be so great to for follow. I think yeah. it's so fun. It is. And, and I think again, what Pablo just mentioned, you know, we're gonna we're gonna just we're gonna see where the bicycle becomes more multi-purpose instead of one category, because again, the economy's kind of take a hit on everybody, and everybody's looking for the bike that does everything. Right. So you're you're right. No, it's it's definitely it started it started this year, and it's probably just
0: gonna yeah. grow into the future. So so you so you got into cycling in Las Vegas. And now you own a bike store. So, like, what um, was cycling always your focus, or like, did you like, you know, you started racing, you had like other careers, and then you went back to cycling? Like, how did how did all that happen, basically?
1: Yeah, it's been a pretty ex- exciting adventure. Yeah. I, I must say, uh, what what happened was, uh, as we go back to the old Stardust race track, and and so as a, a teenager, of course, you you grow up to the stage of. Girls in cars, and so I kind of left for a couple years. Came back in my early 20s, and then uh, became my own businessman and um, did some um, great business ventures. And uh, the, every time I did that, I, I noticed my health getting worse. So, because so I was on planes, I was doing late night dinners with clients. Uh, And then actually I had back issues uh, from previous years Um, in in my younger youth. I had some bad crashes and uh, it was starting to ailment me later on in life. So I went to a doctor and he says, what do you do athletically? And and I said, well, I used to cycle a lot. He goes, oh, well, you're cured. And I said, what do you mean I'm cured? He goes, you just got to get back to cycling. That'll help your back. Uh, I, I got a bike. And I started cycling, and behold, he was right. I was just, uh, just shocked. So when people come in and they tell me shoulder problems, neck problems, lower back problems, I always give them the um, the, the the hope that cycling will will help uh, relieve that pain and maybe even cure it, because cycling, as we know it. it Helps uh, develop muscles in areas that uh, we have a hard time developing in, in, and, and add them in, and in the abdomen, and that helps strengthen the back. When you once you strengthen that, your tummy, like I always tell people coming in for a bike fit, I I said, now look at me. I said, I'm German, I drink a lot of beer, and I have no keg showing. So so I I, I kind of give that to uh, cycling for uh, preventing that. Um, not to say you should become an alcoholic when uh, when you take up cycling, but uh, but it does help you uh, physically by a long shot. And, and I'm seeing a lot of a lot of uh, runners, ex-runners, coming in, acting like it's the day of the dead. Oh shoot! I got to cycle now. Yeah, like it's just so terrible, and I go, "Oh my gosh, did I do that with them?" Like, so oh, no. like,
0: health reasons. You got back on the bike, and then so you were doing these like business ventures, and then where you're like, "Oh, did something click?" You're like, "Maybe I should do this as my next business venture." Like, yeah.
1: So I retired at the age of forty-six, and uh, the passion of cycling uh, was always there from a child, and so. I uh, knew that someday I'd want to own a bike shop. Uh, it, did, it didn't. It wasn't a mission of mine. It just kind of fell into place. My friend owned the uh, shopping center. In the course of course, the recession. We were two years into it, and he actually wanted to set up a training facility for cyclists. And so he put it into my lap and said, "Here, you can just have this empty space in my shopping center, and and you here's here's your budget. Just set up the training facility." And so uh, we set it up with TAC, uh, virtually, and we could have the riders come in and all race against each other, or they can come in and just train. It was all power-based. I tried it myself. Here I am in my uh, age of late 40s. And I did three months of it. In February, I went out to ride to Gene with a pretty good, fast group, and I actually pool most of the time, and they were just like, what are you doing? And so basically, you know, there's another whole uh, new concept is training by power. And so unfortunately, with the good weather in Vegas, it didn't do well. Everybody wanted to be outside to pedal. I didn't blame them. But so we started a little bike shop up front of the training facility, and so we closed the train facility, we, we kept the bike, and the bike shop just keeps yeah. doing better and better every year.
0: So what, what year was this you were doing the training facility?
1: We were doing that six years ago. Okay. So uh, if my math's right, 26, uh,
0: 2010. Yeah, yeah. And that's when the, sh- so then that morphed into Vegas Bike Store, did it? Or- yes, yeah,
1: because yeah, it wasn't called Vegas Bike Store at first, and uh so it did. We, yeah. we transitioned it into that, and we, we've done well. We've had great support mm-hmm. uh, from old friends of mine, old cyclists, to new cyclists. The, the biggest thing I enjoy is the reward of new cyclists. We have Ish sitting here. He's part of your racing team. Yeah. <laughs> He's a, he, he came into my shop not knowing anything about the world, and and. Uh, just uh, grassroots, took him from from uh, baby steps to now he's uh, a Cat Man's 3 kid. racer. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing, but rewarding, and it
0: puts a smile on my face every day. That's awesome. Uh, one of the things I like about your store as well, um, you know, you stock Bianchi and Scott, which is not, like, you don't see those, like, as commonly, in other the, like, So you usually see, you know, the Cannondales are specialized, the Treks are very common. So it's nice to see in Vegas, especially a store carrying that kind of branding. Is that like something intentional that you, it, you it, set out to do?
1: Yeah, it was because uh, of course Bianchi. Again, growing up as a a, a poor white kid in in Vegas, uh, I didn't have money to own a Bianchi uh, back then. Of course, the brand's 130 years old, yeah. so you know a lot a lot of tradition there. And they're doing uh, we're doing really well in Giro uh, yeah. Italia. And unfortunately, Steven overcooked yeah. the turn and hit the uh, snow bed. But but it's just going to show you the innovation. And Bianchi's had its ups and downs through the years, but uh, now they're they're kind of leading the industry with their counter valve, with, with a lot of their um, technology, and hopefully it, it'll kind of give a, a, a little push for those other bike brands to, to tr- start getting a little more innovative. Uh, with, with, the, uh, with the engineering of the bikes, but going back to your question, is I, I, I love traditional and, and long-term brands. Uh, they, 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 they've just been through all the different trends, as the trends we're talking about, looking at Bianchi with an all-road, they they understand it now. They've been in it long enough. They, they understand that there are going to be other categories
0: of right. cycling coming up. What about like some of the more boutique uh, frame manufacturers that are like springing up around like the West Coast and stuff? Do you ever foresee you maybe like you know contacting those guys? With, like
1: oh no, and I, and I do. Uh, we saw the Look brand uh, die off. Uh, Looks coming back. They came out with a little bit more affordable bike. Uh, that's one, one, probably one setback of some bike industries. They, they put a, too big of a, a sticker price on their bikes. They don't make it affordable for that middle class person, so it dies. But Look, Look has done it. They've come back to the drawing board. Okay, we can make a bike for 2,400, yeah. which still sounds high, but for Look, I guess it's inexpensive. They they've called they called me this week. They said, hey, we really we like your concept. We like that small bike shop. We we don't want the 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 big box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're we're this that's you're our niche. All right. I mean, I think our economy is, is getting close to hitting bottom, and as, it, as it, it levels out, I think we're going to see a lot of uh, old brands come back. Um, Storks here today, yeah. And and you know, there's a brand I remember from years back, and now now it's back, especially in the Las Vegas area. We we have uh, Care Pass Racing on it, and I have another customer that's just a recreational rider that owns one. So. We're we're seeing brands I think that's awesome to see that they can come back into the American market and and regrow again.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what's the hardest thing about running a bike store?
1: Hard <laughs> <laughs> 10 Ten ten to twelve hour days, six days a week. Managing uh, Danny over there, is that like really hard? Yeah, <laughs> I got Danny and Richard here today. They're they're part of the crew. They're your the biggest headache. <laughs> Luckily, <laughs> Luckily, they don't come into work hungover, and uh, but, you know we. Well, also the good thing is, is at the end of the day we could sit back, uh, open up the fridge, and have a beer uh, together. So it's always a. Uh, I always look forward to that once in a while. Uh, it, it's the diversity of of, of the customers it has become a challenge. I mean, we try to accommodate everybody. It's really hard, uh, and I'm talking price-wise. I. Uh, And I'll I'll be truthful with all all my customers. They come in, hey, look, I'm really sorry, I don't have a $100 bike, I don't have a hundred, that's Walmart or if they're looking for uh, you know a 350 and up, we, we have that. It's it Sometimes a better investment will we'll support that rider in the way of trying to yeah. do some free adjustments, little things that you, you get at a bike shop that you don't get at a department store. But everybody has their own budget, and we, we try to accommodate. If we can't, we, we do our best to help them to seek other avenues to
0: accomplish what they yeah. need to So um, one thing I wanted to get your opinion on as well was um, recently we've seen like uh, Sports Chalet and Sports Authority, for example, go out of business. They're obviously brick and mortar stores. They didn't have much of an online presence. Um, Do you ever think or do you foresee a danger um, with like the local bike store kind of disappearing? Um, Do you think there's always going to be a place for it? Do you feel like uh, the younger generation, um, is there a problem there? Do they buy all their stuff online versus like not going to the local bike store? Um, Do you think it's a problem and how how do you foresee, uh, you know, overcoming that challenge if you do see it as a problem?
1: Well, just recently a uh, bicycle trade journal came out and they had said that consumers are buying 21% through the internet, which I thought, hey, that's kind of still low. That's not really a major impact on the bike shops. That's all Um, demographics,
0: though, right? uh, Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. 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 So so with that in mind, we're still alive. We're still doing well. I, I think still the consumer... When it comes to cycling, they'll want to test ride, and then the importance of being fitted correctly, because we're, we're noticing a lot of consumers purchasing online and getting the wrong size bike. Mm-hmm. So, and then also, uh, Man's Magazine posted uh, the top 10 worst items to buy online, and, and actually bikes, bikes were, were number one. <laughs> and so so it's given us some hope that yeah. you know, consumers, we, we are seeing manufacturers, um, uh, like track, like Raleigh, uh, going direct and trying that. Uh, for instance, I've talked to my brands like Bianchi and said is that what you guys foresee in the future? And they said absolutely not. Uh, they're going to kick back a couple of years and see what the end result is. They think it's just, it's just not going to stick. And and uh, you'll still have the internet, you'll still have the great deals on the internet, but. Uh, at the end of the day, nothing replaces the, the walking in, feeling the bike, getting fitted correctly, and, and getting that service thereafter. Uh, you have to add that into that price of the bike that you're buying online. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a post... Uh relationship that you have with the customer, right? Right. And that's we a good point because that's giving the good service and and making... You know, the happy face leaving the bike shop says it all. I mean, it keeps me alive every day. Uh, I look forward to going to work because I I know I'm going to see that smiling face, uh, that that new buyer, bike buyer, going out the door and, and you just... You, you just can't match that with any other occupation. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: um, yeah, no, that's definitely something like I aspire to. I think I like see some similarities, like, you know, I've been in that corporate environment and, and, you know, there's definitely something amiss. So it sounds as though like you kind of, uh, had that kind of epiphany, like self-realization, like like you wanted to do something that was like way more rewarding than maybe what you were doing before. Was, is that kind of the, the, yeah? I I
1: was in the big corporate <laughs> world too, so yes. we have some common there. Yeah, it's just so regimental and and non-creative. So uh, yes, that's that's that that's a reward. It's it's not uh, so much uh, getting the six-figure salary it's more, uh,
0: the, the, the reward is the smiles. Right, yeah, and like, actually wanting to go to work, actually wanting to get up for something, <laughs> versus like, dragging yourself around and not enjoying life. It, exactly, and, and, and the one,
1: one thing, uh, I'm seeing more and more commuters, so, uh,
0: a lot of the, a lot of, a lot of, Vegas makes it hard to do that, though, right? It, like, it does. The summer, you it can't does. commute because, like, it's just too hot. And then, I don't know, the winter, you, I guess you could, but it's, like, it gets really windy sometimes. So it's, like, it's kind of a hard... And and, and the commutes are longer. Like, it's not, like... we are longer. They, we have the 215 Trail now. The, yeah. the,
1: Clark County's done a really great job of uh, building trails. They're trying to get more bike lanes out there. Uh, but... Uh, I'm, I'm seeing a little growth. I've seen that uh, uh, commuters are figuring it out. And, and, yeah, we have the heat. The heat. I know we've we been put out with the wind lately, but now here comes the heat. So that uh, becomes the next challenge. But, but a lot of businesses are now putting showers in. They're now accommodating commuters. And I uh, Richard works part-time for Apple, and they, they give them uh, some kind of a...
0: Uh, Back like a like kid, yeah, 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 for,
1: for commuting. Right, and so cool. it's it's really neat that uh, Apple and
0: some of these other companies uh, pay their uh, commuters to yeah, commute. That's awesome. no. Yeah, I mean pa- Pablo and I I think we're gonna try an office location like downtown. We've talked about maybe trying the commute down there, Let's see how that goes. <laughs> I don't know if they have showers at, at the office They'll think be stinky, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> aren't they? Take some, some deodorant with us. It'll be all right. Yeah. Um. So, going back to this Las Vegas wheelman, you said there's only a couple left. Um. That's kind of interesting. I hadn't heard that name before. I actually haven't heard of them. I. It's kind of a shame that maybe that's going to die away. Do you think, or do you think that there'll be a resurgence of some kind to like get it back? I don't, I don't it's a cool name. I, I really like the name.
1: Yeah. It's uh. It's the era when era, back in those days you 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 had a name in it and then it always ended with willman and now i'm seeing that in california they they, oh, really? they have orange county like will kind of they like have, yeah yeah they kind of they have it it's uh, it's like i don't know like a clothing style yeah it's, yeah. it's just it's, coming back so but the last uh i don't you know it'd be really cool to get a reunion um yeah. have some of those guys uh i Get back together and, and, and talking about. So you're you're probably the youngest one. It sounds like I was. I was. I couldn't hang with those guys. They they were brutal. I. So now you go out, I hated with, half you go them. out with them and you you give them the pain. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Uh, yeah, probably so. I mean, some of them uh, probably get gave up on cycling. Yeah. And so. Who, who did, knows? But it would it would really be quite the reunion. Yeah. Yeah, did, yeah. Uh, d- did
0: the villa ride exist back then?
1: No. The ride. Yeah. No, do you uh, know? Do
0: you know who, who started that? Initiated that the villa.
1: The the villa? Yeah. I you know I really I, I
0: don't I, I don't. You don't know who like found that pioneered no, that? No, no. What? How's like um? So you know Las Vegas. Like when you moved here, it was probably not as uh, the infrastructure wasn't as well established as it is now. Um, even now we're seeing new roads being built everywhere. Have you like been riding this whole time and have you been excited to like, oh, they've built a new road here, oh, they've built a new road here, and like gone out? Like, Lone Mountain, that probably wasn't even there when you moved here. No, I, right. I don't know, if the Red Rock Loop, when that came around. But mm-hmm. How's that experience been of like experiencing a city literally like like, grow from, from nothing? Well, actually, I was involved uh, probably about 30 years back
1: in trying to come up with a way to make cycling easy out to Red Rock. Uh, unfortunately, what I suggested didn't work, and what another guy suggested that was part of the Las Vegas Willman stuck, and it was that they built an individual bike path out to Red Rock. Well, back in those days, they had a lot of four-wheelers, motor cross bikes riding up in that area, and they'd scatter rocks on this little path that was just made for the cyclists. Uh, so, in other words, it wasn't, ma- it wasn't connected to the road itself, that 159 that goes out there. So, so we couldn't ride on it. We could, it was u- useless. So uh, then there were suggestions to make it
0: further out and then put some but kind so you, of barricades so you up. get, there were no roads like, like there is. No. Like, it was, some of them wasn't there, so there was no way shoulder, to get up there. There was no
1: shoulder, so it was a narrow two, two car road and that was it. And so when we, went, we tried to ride out there, the cars would just braze against us wow. at times. And so um, the Las Vegas Willman leading up the, the, the crew to try to get this changed, it was, um, it was quite, quite the challenge um, with the city and the county. And uh, so finally, when they said, yeah, we'll put a bike lane in for you guys. But it, it can't be uh, like a bike lane on the main road. It has to be sitting out in the desert, yeah. which then it didn't work.
0: Huh. So,
1: so was the Red Rock Loop there? It was. Uh, Red Rock Loop. It wasn't. It, it wasn't,
0: wasn't there yet when this was all going on. So, we, so you know, like we see now, we see Charleston and and the one fifty nine, the the Dunkin' Donuts there. Yeah, so nothing. That, not nothing was there. No, so no. How so did, you,
1: how you, did you, we this was <it. laughs> So when we would leave, we would. Uh, it would be. Charleston and Decatur was there, was And then that, that was the cutoff that point a cutoff. Civilization <laughs> and Then you're in desert So that's
0: like Wow that's a ways down actually That's like
1: Oh yeah Because
0: there's Jones There's Rainbow Rainbow there's... wasn't there yet oh, And, and
1: Jones there were, there were a group of homes Out at uh, uh, Jones uh, or, or I wanted to say Tory Pines Uh huh and they, they, um, they were out in the middle of nowhere, yeah. And, and yeah, we would pass those on the way out. And that, yeah, that so was basically, it.
0: so anyone who says, like, oh, you know, there's nowhere to ride, you must just be like, well, you should have been riding back in <laughs> <laughs> I don't try, I don't want to sound like grandpa, you know, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> I try to no, I mean, stay away I've from that, that image. I've done, I've done it myself. I'm like, oh, I get so bored of the roads here. But it's like, I, I should, I should count myself lucky, I guess, that I do have like the Red Rock Loop and Mount Charleston and, and you know River Mountain Trail and, and these, you know, super clean roads yeah, compared to like other, other states. Yeah, Very clean. Well, new, new, Smooth, and and yeah. and I have
1: I uh, riders coming in every day at the shop, and you know sometimes they'll be a little upset with a car coming close to them or. Or just uh, where the bike lane died and they couldn't pick it up somewhere else yeah. and, and wish that, you know, they would put a bike lane in. And and I, and I always give them their encouragement that we're, we're getting there. They're all yeah. continuously working on it. You're, you're correct. California roads, I hear more and more uh, complaints about their roads. And I hear more and more... Um, people compliment on the Las Vegas roads here, especially from people from, we just had a couple from Boston ride with us yesterday. They loved it here. We showed them the community. We went to Desert Shores. They just said, we would have just never known this. We just, and they go, wow, your roads are so nice. And every, you know, this is just incredible. So yeah, you're, no, it's, it's something to appreciate even though you may think we're a bit behind.
0: Uh, other states, we're really not. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, speaking about the Red Rock Loop, um, I think we're going to go head out. I'm ready. <laughs> it's, it's, it's nice weather. Be- but, um, before the wind kicks up. Yeah, yeah, um, But no, Thanks very much, Tim. That was a great conversation, learning about uh, the evolution of Vegas and uh, where the roads ended back in the day. It's was, was really interesting. Um, we'll be sure to put up links to the Vegas bike store so people can check it out. and. Um, Hopefully everyone will join us next week on uh, this espresso ride. Thanks Cheers for to having you. me. Thank yeah, you, thank thank you. you thank you. Thank you, mate. See soon. All right. See you later, everyone.